Hey, this is Welby Pierce. I'm the lead pastor of Hope Rising Church. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope it inspires you, hope it builds your faith, and hope it gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. I hope you enjoy the message. Yeah, so good. Man, uh, man worship the last two weeks has been off the chain. Man, it's been, it's been sick. And so, uh, man, we, I, was, I was thinking about over here. Get this. All right. Okay. This is how you know God, 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 God moves, all right? Drummer boy. He didn't believe in God when he first came with us. Got his life to Jesus. Found him, uh, Trace. Trace is the dude playing up here, playing the guitar. Um, through a really, like, they were friends, like, way back when and happened to reconnect. And we we're like, hey, we're starting a church. We need a drummer. Um, so, so he, he hooked up uh, with Trace. I'm not hooked up. Uh, he, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know some of y'all are thinking, well, he's a worship leader. Okay, I could, you know. No, never mind. <laughs> Um, just kidding. Um, and then uh, Tim over here on the, on the keys uh, was uh, at a making a bank transaction, uh, and Trace happened to work at a bank at that time. Um, and 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 here he is today. Uh, Nick was at Guitar Center, uh, and and they met they met there. Uh, I, I'm telling you, dude, like, like God is doing it. And man, I'm amazed at what God is doing uh, in, in our church. Uh, our, our, let's go. Like our sound guy, our sound guy is here because of a relationship with somebody or a friend that he had through 104 KRBE. Come on, somebody. Like, like you, you start thinking of all the things God has done and is doing. Man, I'm just amazed. I'm so thankful. Uh, God is so good. Amen? Amen. Man, He's good. And uh, I, I'm excited for what this year has to offer, what it, what, what's in store for us. Man, I come into this year full of faith. I come into this year believing this is going to be a banner year for us as a church. And if it's going to be a banner year for our church, that means it's going to be a banner year for you and your family. And so we're believing that. And so you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to hold back any longer. You can know that God's for you. He's not against you. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. And you just got to keep on going, baby. Don't stop. Don't quit. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be all right. All right? Turn to somebody next to you. Say, it's going to be all right. All right. Man, I feel like talking a little bit, preaching a little bit. And so, hey, I want to I remind you next week, because right, it's super important. Next week, everybody say next week. Next week, we're going to have water baptisms right here. Man, we're excited about it. It's going to be so good. And so if you don't have to sign up. In fact, we don't even do sign-ups. Uh, if you want to get water baptized next week, it's, it's, your, it's your week. Maybe you've recently given your life to Jesus, or maybe uh, you've been far away from God, but recently you've come back, and you just kind of want to do this as a, as, as a new thing, as God's doing a new thing in you. Man, I, I'm just believing next week's going to be great. We want to give you that opportunity be next week, all right? And we're going to give the, even people that may be their first time next week, we're going to say, hey, we want you to get baptized. They're going to be like, well, we don't have shorts. We're like, cool, check, we got it. We don't have a shirt. It's all right, we got it. We don't have a towel. It's all right, we got it. Like, we, we're going to make sure that, that we make it possible for anybody that wants to get baptized to get baptized next week. It's going to be so good. And hey, we're bringing in our kids because we want our kids to be a part of, to see what this is. The, the, the Bible tells us to to, to do this, like after we're saved, the Bible instructs us to get water baptized. And so that's why we do this as a public profession of our faith. 
So we're gonna bring our kids in and, and, and let them experience this and let them see that maybe you have a kid that wants to get baptized. Man, we want your kid to get baptized too. And so uh, we'd love for them to be a part of this as well. So just know your kids that are, that are in the kids ministry right now, uh, just know if they're of age and they've accepted Jesus into their heart and they wanna get baptized, man, let it be next week, okay? It's gonna be so good. And then, and then in two weeks, I would say two weeks. <laughs> say two weeks. Oh, it's gonna be so good. We're gonna be one year old. We're turning one. We're turning one, y'all. You may not know, we're, we're a brand new church and we started this past year. And so uh, in two weeks, January 27th, we'll mark our, our uh, one year uh, where, we're, man, where we kicked it up last year, just praying that, man, would somebody show up and, and God started sending people and bringing people and it's been amazing. So that's gonna be a great day. Uh, you will definitely not want to miss that day, uh, but come and celebrate with us in Jan- January 27th. So, Enough about that. But hey, last week we started a brand new series called Made for More. Can you say that with me? Made for More. That's right. We started this series last week and we, we talked about how God has some promises. How many know God's got some promises for you? He's got some promises that he's given us, not just from the beginning of our life, but from the beginning of faith. From the, when, you, when you read the word, you see these promises that are all throughout. But there's these four promises, I would even call them foundational promises to, to our lives, and, and God, I wanna give them to you now. God promises to rescue you from bondage. It, it, we, we see through scripture that God promises to deliver you from whatever holds you back, that God promises to help you discover his original intention for your life, and lastly, God promises to make you part of a family that is making a difference in the world. I don't know about you, but those are some promises I wanna hang on to. I don't wanna be in bondage. I don't wanna be held to anything that's holding me back. I, I wanna make sure that, that, that my, God's original intention for my life, I'm fulfilling that and that I'm making a difference. Thank you, me and, me and Eric in the back, we're good. But we see these promises first recorded with the Israelites in, in the Old Testament. The Israelites, they're, they're under this Egyptian bondage or this Egyptian rule, and, and they had been there for quite some time, and the Bible tells us that over 400 years, actually, they, they were in this slavery or this bondage, and, and, and God, he, he raised up a deliverer called Moses. He said, Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh, and I want you to let, go to Pharaoh and tell him that I want to let my people go. And so he goes to Pharaoh and, and he says, hey, God told me to tell you that it's time to let us go. Like, it's time to go, like, bye, bye, Felicia. Like, we've been here long enough, it's time to go. And, and so Pharaoh, uh, the Bible says that God hardened his heart and so he didn't want to let him go at first. And so, so he, he started sending plagues, all right? Like frogs from the sky and locusts and, and all this like nasty stuff, like nothing I want to be a part of. And then the last plague to finally get his attention was, was that he would send this, this death angel. And he would send the death angel to go through the, go through the town or go through the city and, and the instruction was given to Moses that hey, tell your people to take the, take the blood of the lamb uh, that, that is sacrificed and put it over the, the doorpost of our house. And as the death angel comes in, he will not kill the firstborn son or the firstborn animal uh, in any household. You will be protected because the angel will see the blood over the doorpost, okay? And so, so during, during this time, during, during this conversation, and during, during this, hey, I'm getting ready to deliver you, I'm getting ready to, to set you free, 
God tells Moses, he gives them these four I wills. The first one is this, he says, I will free you from your oppression. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I'm all right with that. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. Let's go. And fourth, I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. I don't know about you, that sounds like a lot of the four promises that we just talked about, but as he's speaking to the Israelites and and God's chosen people, he begins to give them these I will statements. In fact, in scripture, these are known as the I will statements. So the Israelites, they would be freed from from the Egyptian bondage. They would go and and, and they would part the Red Sea, right? And they'd go through the Red Sea. And and as as they go through the Red Sea, they actually see the Egyptian army coming back to to, to capture them because they're like, oh no, we got it, we got it, our our economy's crashing. We need need to go get them. And so they go and they end up in the river. The waters begin begin to collapse back and kill everybody that's in the river. Man, it's an amazing story. Go go read it in Exodus. It's great. Trust me, it's there. But they they get free from this bondage or this slavery, and then they have this, this celebration. How I many like parties, right? We're gonna party in two weeks, man. We're gonna party in two weeks, it's gonna be so good. So they have this party called the Passover. The Passover. And there at the Passover, there are these four cups that represent these four promises that we've been talking about. The cup of sanctification, we, we talked about that last week, and This week, we're talking about the cup of deliverance, and the third cup would be the cup of redemption and the cup of praise that that we will get to. But as they're at this party or this celebration, this Passover, right, as the death angel came through the town, he passed over those homes that had the blood over the doorposts, right? So they have this, they, they, they named it after that, the Passover celebration, and as they have these four cups, they were reminded that, that God, God freed them from what? Just what he said, their oppression, the slavery. They re, he redeemed them, he, and he claimed them for his own. Now, I don't know about you, but, but that, that, that conversation or that talk, sound, it, it sounds okay, but, but not a lot of people will always understand that. So one thing that, that we wanted to make sure of is that when we talk and we communicate, with people that they would understand God's purposes for them and what our purposes, purpose is as a church. And so we kind of say it like this, and you've probably heard us say it many times, but, but we want you to know God, the cup of sanctification. We want you to know God. Like your purpose here on earth before anything else is to know God. We want you to know God. And then today we're gonna be talking about finding freedom. We want you to find freedom. That cup of deliverance, we want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your purpose and we want you to make a difference. And so last week we talked about knowing God. Today we're gonna to talk about finding freedom. And I believe this one outside of salvation is the most important. It's the most important, but it's the one that's most skipped. It's because we, we, we wanna know Jesus, that's great. We wanna to go, to, to go to heaven, right? That's, that's great. But, but dealing with our hurts and our pains and our insecurities and all of those things, takes time and, 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 and it's painful sometimes. So we'd rather skip that and we'd rather go to, to the next cup or the next part and we'd rather just begin to discover our purpose and, and start making a difference and start serving somewhere but, we, but all the meanwhile, we're still in a place where we've never really found freedom. Think about this for a minute. You're, you're 
in slavery for 400 years. Not just you, but your family, your relatives, everybody you know is in slavery. Anybody that you text, they're in slavery. Anybody on Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat, all those people, like you're, you're, you're all in slavery. Just think about it, you're in bondage. There's, there's, there's a ruler over you. And maybe, maybe you didn't deserve it, maybe you're just born into it. And so for 400 years, you're, 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 you're slaving, you're, you're, you're being told what to do, you have, you have no life. Everything that you do is for this, this ruler here up top. And then think, all of a sudden, in a moment, you're free. I had, I had some problems, right? I was in slavery. I was in bondage. I had some problems. But now those problems are gone, and now I'm free, and I've got a new set of problems. i got to learn how to live free. Because all I've known for all my life is somebody yelling at me, screaming at me, kicking at me, telling me I'm not worth it, telling me I'm not good enough, telling me that, that my purpose is, is just doing what he says to do. Like, like that's what all I know, and now I'm free. How do I live free? You see, we can be spiritually free, living for God, but still act like slaves to old habits and sinful behaviors. And this tendency to, to need help reacclimating to a new life explains this message behind God's second promise we wanna talk about, this second cup. I will rescue you from slavery. This would be told to them, the Israelites, God's chosen people, it would be told to them even after they escaped Egypt, even in their freedom, they would be reminded of this. But why is it? It's because they weren't slaves anymore, but, but they still acted like slaves. They still acted like their old life. Have you ever been there before? Gave my life to Jesus, but still got some things hanging on, lingering on just a little bit? Because you can leave Egypt, but you can't leave Egypt sometimes out of your hearts. Sometimes you leave Egypt, but as you leave, Egypt still kind of goes with you a little bit, right? It's kind of like when you give your life to Jesus and, and we say we give all our lives to Jesus. Back in the day, we, we would have these, these things in the front called altars. And so we would, maybe you come down to an altar or you come down the front and, and you, would, you would give your life to Jesus and you would lay everything down to Jesus, right? But then you'd pick up everything you just laid down and take it with you, right? Anybody done that before? God, I give you my heart, my hurt, my pain. I'm gonna take my hurt and my pain back. Let's go, you know, see you next Sunday. I'm gonna give you my hurt and my pain, but I'm gonna come back, right? You can leave Egypt, but you still have some Egypt in your hearts. Many people today still have this messed up type of thinking because many believers, they're, they're gonna go to heaven. Like, like, like heaven's not the issue, but they're, they're still plagued by this selfish, these selfish habits and secret addictions and sinful attitudes and and just like the Israelites, you and I, we, we need this cup of deliverance. And I just believe that if you're gonna experience more this year, if it's gonna be a year of more, if it's gonna be a, a banner year for you and for me, if you're gonna experience more of who God is and, and what he has in store for you, 
We've got to get past the old mindset. We've got to get past the things that used to control us and, and used to hang on to us and, and, and used, to, used to control the way we think and act, the way we treat other people. Here's the deal. Salvation is instant. Man, I'm thankful for salvation. How many thankful for salvation? If you're giving your life to Jesus, you say, let's go, Jesus, right? Like, that's good. Like, Jesus, come into my heart. Your Savior of my life, boom, like, saved. Like, Jesus got your back, all right? Like, all is good, okay? But deliverance, the second cup, it's a process. Salvation is instant. Freedom is a process. Everybody say, it's a process. Yeah, it's a process we don't like. We don't like the process. I get it. A lot of times I don't like the process either. So how? How do we do this? How do we, how do we live a life and find freedom? How do we partake of this, this second cup of deliverance? By this. Say this word with me. Confession. Confession. One of the best tools of deliverance is confession. It says in the Bible, 1 John 1, 9, it says, but if we confess our sins to him, talking, talking about Jesus, talking about God himself, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from every wrong, right? We see salvation in that. But James 5, 16 says this also, say that first word with me, confess. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. Confessing to God takes care of the past. God, forgive me of my past, forgive me of my sins. It, it takes care of what has happened. The, the blood of Jesus, figuratively speaking, is over the doorposts of your hearts. You're good, baby. But confessing to another person helps it not to happen again. We, we call that accountability. Now you might as well start cussing because nobody likes accountability. Nobody likes to be told what to do. Nobody likes to be kept in check. Nobody likes that. Like who wants to be accountable to anybody? No, no, like, like but if you're gonna find freedom, we gotta find some accountability. We gotta have some people in our life that we can trust and that we can talk to and that can believe in us despite our faults, our fears, and our failures. Like, like it's okay. Like, like, yeah, man, dude, I totally screwed up, man. I like, I like messed up. I fell off the wagon. Like, like, but I'm coming back to Jesus. You know what? You need somebody that you can talk to like that. You need somebody that can say, you know what? It's okay. We're not gonna judge you right now. We're not gonna kick you while you're down. We're just gonna wrap our arms of love around you and say, hey, just go and sin no more. It's gonna be like Jesus. Go and sin no more. It's all right. I'm gonna love you. If you fall again, I'll be right there to pick you back up. It's okay. It's all right, but we're gonna walk this thing out together. It's a process. Everybody say, it's a process. It's a process. This is what happens. Our confession our confession notifies the enemy. You may not realize it, but there's an enemy of your soul called the devil, Satan himself, okay? You may not realize it, but when you say, when you, when you begin to speak these things out, when you begin to confess, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. Hey, bro, I need some help with this. Could you help me out? Could you walk me through it? Could you give me some steps? Give me some next steps to walk my way through this. And as that happens, it notifies the enemy. Oh, man, he's, he, he's for real. 
dude, dude, she, she's like, she, she ain't playing no more. Like, this is the real deal. Like, like, no, no, I don't, I, you know, and then all of, of his imps and all of hell itself begins to be alerted that, you know, ding, 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 ding. We now have somebody that's a serious player. Can I tell you that God, that, that the devil himself doesn't really care that you go to church? In fact, I think he likes it when people go to church because we get, we get, we get caught in this, this fallacy that, oh, I'm doing something good. God's doing something for me. But what are you doing for God? Like, if you're not doing anything for God, then, then what threat to the enemy do you have? If you're not carrying a gun, if you're not carrying a sword, if you're not carrying a weapon, what does it matter to the enemy that, that you're coming at them? It doesn't matter. You know, I know like some of you, some of you are like, well, I got two guns, <laughs> Smith and Wesson, let's go. And so, you know, but... But you know, some of you are blessed like that, but I'm not. And so, so I got I got to roll with like like the sword of the spirit, right? Like as we go with the word and as we speak truth and as we speak life into people, the enemy begins begins to be alerted. Oh, like what's going on in Cyprus? Something is happening in Cyprus. I don't know what's going on, but we got to go check it out because people's lives are getting saved. People's lives are being set free and healed. Like like if we're not making a difference, it doesn't matter to the enemy. It doesn't matter. If you're not taking ground, it does not matter. So our confession to another person notifies the darkness that we're ready for change. Revelations 12, 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony, your story. Like your story, you wanna start overcoming your past? And some of the things that, that maybe held you back and now don't, man, start sharing that with some people. This is what I found. People will come up and, and say, man, I'm really struggling. Or man, I'm going through this. Or I'm going through that. Man, I, I'm trying to get my, turn, my life, turn my life around. You start sharing with other people. Hey, this is what I used to do, but this is what God did, and this is where I'm at now. Am I perfect? No, I'm not perfect. But I love Jesus, and Jesus loves me, and I'm on his side, and when I fall, he'll be right there to pick me back up. We need changed hearts, not just changed behaviors. We need changed hearts, not just changed behaviors. You know how it is. You get, some of you got kids. They change their behavior because they don't want to get in trouble, right? Don't do that! And so like, okay, I'm not supposed to do that. But when you're not looking, they wanna go in the pantry and get a cookie or a snack because their heart hadn't changed yet. But baby, that wooden spoon, it'll take care of the heart. <laughs> not that we use it, but if we did, we, we might, would do that. See, if our hearts change, our behavior will naturally change. If our heart changes, not because somebody told you to do it, because you wanna do it, because God does something on the inside of you that no man can do, we'll begin to naturally change our behavior. What I've learned is most of us don't wanna change life or change heart though. We just want changed circumstances. <laughs> change my circumstance. Give me more money, please, Jesus. And make life so much better. Give me an F-250. 
250, please, Jesus. Like, is anybody there? Come on, somebody. Like, like we, just, we don't want to change our hearts or behaviors. We just, we just, would you change our circumstances? Would you make me feel a little bit more comfortable? We don't want to stop overspending. We just want to be financially independent. Discover. Discover yourself in debt. Like, yeah, all day. Who's your master? Right? You just start swiping. We don't want to stop lusting, but we want a good marriage. So you can't go on tomorrow's work until you've settled today's mess or yesterday's mess. I don't know about you, but man, my past is a mess. It's, there's parts of my past I'm like, man, that's a mess. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You got something to be thankful for. You got something to be thankful for. I'm telling you, bro, God's got something for you. He's got something for you. You've been faithful. And I want you to know that God's remembered you. He's not forgotten you. We know what the past held. But he's not looking at that no more. God's remember, he, he, he remembers you. Be reminded, let it be, let it be known today that he's remembered you. He's not forgotten you. You're just in the process. You're just in the process, baby. You just walk that process out from what God said and then who God said you're gonna be and what you're gonna do. It's okay, you're just in the process. Don't get caught up in the process. Just keep your eyes straight on the prize. Walk this thing out. God's got you. You see, God's system for healing is, is walking it out with another believer. Walking it out with another believer. So who are you walking with? Who are you walking with? I got good news for you. Is it okay if the preacher's got some good news? This is why we have groups. This is, this, this is, this is it. I'll be really real. More than likely, you're not gonna find total freedom here on a Sunday morning. We have Sunday morning so you know God. That's why we have the, the music we pick. That's why we have the, the signage we have. That's, that's why we do what we do. So people will come to know God. That people far from God would experience new life in Christ. But if you're really gonna find freedom, you gotta start walking it out with other people. And we do that through our groups, our Hope Rising groups. And the best news is, is that we start sign-ups today. 
Let's go. For the, for the spring semester 2019, like we're starting signups today. And I, I'm, I'm so stoked. Talked to Enrique. Enrique, he was up here earlier praying during, for the 21 days of prayer and fasting for day eight. And I, I, was, I was like, hey, bro, how, you know, how many, you know, how many we have? Like, are we, you know, where are we at with groups this semester? And, and uh, he was like, he was like, bro, we've got 13 groups. Dude, come on, let's go. That is something to celebrate. That is so exciting. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, there, there's a group for you. There's a group for you. There's, a, there's, there's some people around you that, see, see, you won't tell everybody your, 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 um, your garbage in a setting like this, but you get in a setting of three, four, or five, you start doing a little, walking out a little bit of life with them. You, you begin to open up. Hey, would you pray for me? I'm going through this right now. Hey, I'm, I'm really struggling. I need my brothers or my sisters to, to rally around me to let me know it's going to be all right. So we've got groups. Why groups? Because you weren't made to live life alone. No, I know some of you are maybe like more homebodies or, or you'd rather like, you're like, oh no, correction, pastor. I'm fine being by myself. But you weren't made to live life alone, even if you feel that way. You weren't. Because isolation is a tool that the enemy uses to trap you, to get you in your head, to start thinking over and over. We talked about this a few months ago, ruminating. We, just, we, we think and think and think these thoughts. No, we need some people that'll be like, hey, you're not thinking right. Talk about accountability. You need some people in your life that says, hey, bro, you're not thinking right. Like, who do you have in your life that has access to you like that? Bro, girl. Can't think of a cool word for girl for a second, so. Girl. <laughs> but who's in your life who says, hey, have at it. Anytime you see something in me that needs to be corrected, speak into my life. If you're doing that, you're putting your big boy girl pants on. Because when people, when you give people access like that, what I've found is that when they do come to correct, it's not because they want to correct, it's because they love you. You weren't designed to do life alone. We create Hope Rising groups where people can experience community, find freedom, and take their next steps. I love the word community because I've heard, uh, I've heard people say it. Say, so we just love the community that, that we have found. If this is your first time or you're new here, I just want you to know that, man, this is a church that really does life together. We really do life together. Um, not just in groups, but, but we go eat together after we're done tearing down a lot, or ladies will meet up for coffee 
just because they want to talk about lady things and whatever. I don't know. Uh, like dudes go and hang out and, and, and whatever. Like couples get together. And I, I, our church, I, I'm, I, I love what God's doing and, and what he's begun because we truly are a community of people. Not just, don't, don't get this twisted, not a community of believers, although we are. But we are not just for believers. We are for those that are lost. We are for those that have, that have gone away or gone astray, for those that don't know Jesus. And so, so we're, in a, we're in a community of people that will say, let's do life together. Let's go do tacos. Come on. Some tamales. Come on. I love Mexican food, y'all, sorry. But we have groups so people can experience community. They can find freedom and they can take their next steps. Maybe you haven't been a part of a group yet. Maybe this is your next step for you. Here's, here's the beauty about groups. There is no requirement. You just gotta show up. Like, go sign up for one. It's really easy. You can go to the, the Connect booth and, and, and they've got, we've got booklets for you and and you could talk to somebody there and we can help kind of steer you or guide you kind of where you're at. We've got 13 groups, man. We, we've got so much going on. We got a, a men's softball group going on this, this, this spring. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we've got a men's group, exercise group, Bible study groups, groups coming out your ears. Come on, there's 13 groups for our church. It's amazing. There's something that we all can get and be a part of. Why groups? because groups are the biblical model. We see in Acts chapter two where groups take on. Bible says that the community of believers or the community of people that, that gathered around and did groups, they did not go without. I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me. I don't wanna go without. And it was the community that, that did that. And what we see is we see that happening in our groups, we see people coming together. We've had a we had a lady who who had had brain surgery on her on her head this past fall, and and what happened? Well, there was a group of people that gathered around and began to, to bring food to the family and begin to just just bless this family. So so hey, we'll we'll pick up the slack where you can't. And we need some people in our lives that'll pick up the slack sometimes where we can't. Hey, I, I'm running late. Could you pick up my kid from school? You're on the you're on the emergency list. Go ahead. I, there's times where slack happens and, and we need some people to step in and, and you and myself, we need some people to step in and say, hey, I got you. Let's do this together because real life change happens in the context of relationships. Your life has not changed by information. It's changed by relationships. That's plain and simple. It's by Relationships. Lastly, why groups? Because people need to be healed. People need to be healed. Find freedom. People need to be healed. People need to be healed of their past so they can walk in the fullness and the newness of who Christ created them and called them to be. need to be healed. 
you're here and just to yourself, just think, what is it? What is it? What is it in your life that you still struggle with? Addictions. Things you've tried to lay down, but you just can't seem to lay down. Could be anything. Bad attitudes. Could be behavior. Way of thinking. What is it? Because you can still say, Jesus is Lord of my life and make heaven, but still live in a life of bondage. Freedom in Jesus is for the believer. He never intended you to walk around in chains. Could you imagine walking down Spring Cypress or being on 290 in chains? They got me in chains. Like, but, but, but I'm free because I'm, I'm going to heaven. It's good. I love Jesus. But you're bound. You're bound. And you need to be healed. Here's the temptation. You might just say this. I'll work it out with God on my own, privately, just me, me and Big G. It's just between him and me anyways. And that's cool if you say that. And you could try that. We probably all have tried that. But here's the problem. The problem is it's not God's plan. It's not God's plan. We go to God for forgiveness. Go to God's people for healing. Confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. You and I need people in our life so that we can walk in the freedom that Jesus intended us to walk in. Letting go of the past because God's got good things in store. Can I show you just a picture? Show you a picture. Don't, don't, don't play the video, just, just play the, let's just show the picture real quick. Uh, oh man, we need a, yeah, okay, so. All right, play, play the video, play the video. Okay, hang on, hang on one second. So, here's the deal. Anybody watch that show, Tidying Up, or whatever it's called, with that, that Asian lady? She comes to your house, and like you, you get rid of everything you ever owned. It's on Netflix, maybe? I'm not sure. All right. So she goes into these people's houses, and she's like, whatever doesn't bring you happiness anymore, go ahead and just get rid of it, okay? So this is my wife sending a video to a couple of her friends Yesterday, this is yesterday. Play the video real quick, just real quick. That's our closet, y'all. Where'd the clothes go? O M G.
And this is the pile that, that we, um, yeah, it's better. This is the pile that we were like, okay, this is all giveaway. So after all of that got back in the closet, like our closet looks so good now, we were able to, we were able to say, hey, and, and this is crazy. We, we give stuff away all the time. We probably give clothes away three, four times, trash bags away a year. Just, we're like, oh, I don't need this. Here. Do you know some of these clothes were eight years old, 10 years old, some even 15 years old? My wife had a, a wetsuit that she wore when she was 15 years old, like one time. And she was hanging on to it just because you never know when you're going to go surfing in Houston. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are you going to do? Go jump in the pool? I don't know. Like in the middle of January? Like go do something. Go put that wetsuit to use. No, it was hanging. We, we have, my wife and I have been married for 15 years. And Kristen has hung on to that wetsuit for longer than 15 years. I don't know. I can't do quick math. 20, 21 years. She's hanging on. She, uh, 20 years? Somewhere in there. 19, 20 years. She's hung on to this wetsuit and used it one time. But, she, but she's, she's kept it with her. There's, there's blue jeans in here that are good seven, eight, nine years old that we haven't, I haven't worn in two or three years probably, just sitting. Shirts clothes, whatever. Here's my point. All those things were our past and we were holding on to them. We were holding on. Oh, sentimental feelings. Oh, I remember that one wave I caught with that wetsuit. It was amazing. Uh, can't wait for the next 20 years to pass. Right? We're hanging on to it. And, and our, our drawers were junked up. Our closet was cluttered until we said, we're going to let go of the things that are in our past. And we're going to give it away. Can I tell you that for some of you, you need to stop holding on to the things in your past Come on, stop holding on to those things that grip you, that cause you harm, that have hurt you. There are people that have said things to you. There are people that maybe have done things to you. Come on, I know I'm speaking to somebody this morning. There are some things that, that has happened in your life, and it's legitimate, and it's real, and, and, it, and it happened, and we can't, you, can't, you can't erase it. But we're not going to hang on to it any longer. 
Like today's the day, January 13th, 2019. No longer am I going to stand and, 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 and have a closet full of clutter, have a life that's cluttered full of things that are keeping me back. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let go of these things and see God move in my life because he has more for me. Amen? He's got more. Come on. There's more clothes that can fill this closet now. There's more clothes that can fill our drawers now. There's more things that God can do and in your life when you simply let go and find freedom in Him. Thank you for joining us on the Hope Rising podcast. Visit us online at myhoperising.co. If you're in the Cypress, Texas area, we would love to connect with you on Sundays, 10 a.m. at Spillane Middle School. Thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful week.